The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Terkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Terkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. We are week 13 in the CFL season. Ticats coming off a loss in Toronto at BMO uh, this past Friday night. And now we are on uh, to the prep for the Labor Day Classic uh, this coming Monday. Coach, it's great to see you, man. What uh, tough, tough early days after the, a loss. Sometimes I felt like it was the hardest to go from a loss into a long week where you really don't get back to work uh, for a few days. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, great to see you, Luke. Um, yeah, losing is tough. Period. It's uh, it's no fun. But going into a long, a longer week, I think the guys' bodies really needed some rest. Um, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, what stands out uh, to you about Argonaut play from last week? You know, like what do you, what do you have to stop uh, that they're doing well in this upcoming Labor Day game? Well, I think they got a couple explosions, but I think you know I always give the other team full credit when they have more points than you do. You credit the other football team for the win, but I really feel like Luke, we we gave them quite a bit of stuff yeah. um, in in the game. So you know, I don't want to ever take credit away from the opponent and you know the hard work and stuff they put in. But as you know, the focus always remains on ourselves, and I just feel like it was one of those seesaw battles and. It, we were doing just fine containing what they were doing. Um, and I just think they got a little bit of momentum there. Um, you know, when we lined up for an extra point um, and had an unfortunate turnover there, uh, I thought the time, the timing of that was crucial in the game. Yeah. Um, is, is there one thing that stands out in your mind of your own team's play? You know, you referenced just kind of beating yourselves. Is there, one thing standing out above the rest as far as mistakes that 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 is the most that was the most damaging that's it it's really that simple and to sound simplistic and uh but i mean you played the game a long time luke those are those are hard to overcome and uh you know i think if you said well if you match takeaway for takeaway you know that's the one one area you could do you could always offset it in that way you could block a punt you could get your own pick six and but, you know, those are those things, you know, you just look at the numbers on that, and that, that just doesn't happen often. Um, we, we always win and lose as a team, and we're going we're gonna to always stay together, and we're going to work hard. And, you know, I think that's what I'm most proud of. If you looked at our field goal block team after that pick six, you're going to find out what the Hamilton Tiger counts and how they're built from the inside out. Um, there's no quit. That was a uh... – Jerry Glanville always said, if you want to tell the the heart of a football team, you look at the uh, field goal block unit and see if those guys are working. Cause that is sort of the, that's the last of the last of the special teams units, as far as time and meetings, as far as time on the field, it's sort of the, sometimes the one that gets overlooked, but if guys are working out there, uh, some of the best coaches have said, that's the, that's the real guts of a football team. Yeah. And I think it does matter because I also believe along with all the points that you noted there, it's the easiest one to take off and nobody will notice. Mm. And, uh, you know, you can just kind of say, well, this is a gimme. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's, I, you know, I'm proud of those type of things with, with our ball club. Yeah. Um, let's imagine. And like you said, football games don't happen this way. Let's say you come out of that game with an even turnover ratio. I mean, is your team sitting there 
with the lead in the fourth quarter poised to win? Like, is it that simple? I mean, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, but I, I know that we're not sitting in a position that we were in. And so I would definitely say that we would be in a different situation. Um, but that's not the way it was. It's not the way that it played out. And, you know, it, at the end of the day, if you if you turn on the tape and, you know, we're losing, you know, by 20, 30 points and, you know, those type of things, and guys are laying down and there's no fight. I think that's when you have challenges and I just, you're going to have be hard pressed. You're going to have to find me clips of that. Hmm. Coach, as you can imagine, we're getting, you know, we get questions specific to the quarterback every week, whether it's good or bad, but you're early in the week of prep going into labor day. What can you tell us right now about the future of the quarterback room for your team? Well, first of all, we, we got to check the health status of, of that. And we'll see how that works out. Um, and then from there, you know, we have decisions. If everybody's healthy, um, then we'll have decisions to make. And we have not made those. And that's one of the advantages that you're afforded on, you know, like an eight day prep Mm -hmm. type of deal where you can actually let everybody have a day and get out of the building. And, and, uh, you never turn it off in your mind, but you don't have to be focused on your computer the whole time. So, um, you know, we've been meeting, you know, consistently and we'll, we'll come up with a great plan and, and we'll go out there on Labor Day and handle our business. All right, coach, let's handle a fan question here for the week. Uh, fans, All remember, right. you can send a question to game day at ticats.ca and we may pick yours on next week's show. All right, this question is from Marlene in Burlington. Hi, Coach O. We've been having a debate in our house and can hope you can answer this question. At times, the TV shows you pulling out a piece of paper and writing on it after a play or after a referee's call. We're curious to know why and what you're writing on that paper. Excited for Labor Day. Go Ticats. Arlene in Burlington. Wouldn't you like to know, Arlene? That's <laughs> a great question. What I write on that paper is for me. No. So basically, you know, it changes from week to week. Like I have game reminders on there. Um, sometimes I'm writing down a penalty and at what time it happened. Uh, sometimes I'm noting, uh, maybe a DB's play, maybe a leverage, uh, a play that we had rehearsed in practice that maybe we're going to reference. Um, you know, after, you know, sometimes if, you know, when we win the challenge, then obviously I know we get to keep our time out. And so I'm just circling things there. And, uh, you know, basically it's just notes from the game, things that I'm seeing, things that I'm observing. Um, maybe occasionally I'll write down the referee's number and to make sure, <laughs> and make sure that, uh, I can, I can address them a little bit later in the appropriate manner, but that's what it is. It's just, uh, something that I've done, um, you know, I'm, as a defensive coordinator and as a defensive back coach, you always had papers, especially when I was in the booth where you were able to spread out and look at your notes. And, you know, my, my job basically on game day is to, is to manage the football team. And, and time management, game management, those type of things. And so those are just reminders for me. And then obviously I'm taking minute-to-minute uh, minute notes. That's great. Good question, Arlene. I'm, I'm guessing you're not the only person who uh, has seen that on TV and wondered what's that all, what, that all, what that is uh, all about. I've, uh, I've started – I take notes on my game day sheets in the broadcast for the post-game show because you get to the fourth quarter and, like, you can't – sometimes I'm like, man, I don't really remember the early minutes of this game. So <laughs> I'm – right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, very helpful. The uh, fans, be sure to email your questions for Coach to gameday at ticats.ca, and each week we'll pick one question, and it might be yours next week. 
Coach, we also received a handful of inquiries this week about the run game, uh, believe it or not. Uh, this one was from Jeff Graham, a lifetime fan of the Ticats, and Jeff asked specifically about Sean Thomas Erlington, asking if you could shed light on the combination of Ticat running backs, the use of Don Jackson and, and STE. What goes into deciding which of these players gets the ball, and can fans expect to see more of this combination? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think when uh, it comes to the run game, it, it really just depends on the types of backs that you had. So uh, if he's been a life since you're a lifetime Ticat fan, uh, you would remember the likes of uh, uh, maybe Ron Williams. And, you know, Ron Williams uh, was part of the last Grey Cup team, and he was a bigger back that could shoulder 15, 20 carries. And then you might remember C.J. Gable. And C.J. Gable was a back that uh, you needed to kind of let get warmed up a little bit, and he'd start leaning on you, and he could handle – between 15 and 24 carries somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, when you have a back like Don Jackson who can get you 25 if you close your eyes quick, um, he's super quick. Uh, he's a smaller back. And so I do think that having a, you know, a two-person attack uh, is imperative. Plus, um, you know, Sean Thomas Erlington is extremely capable back. We actually, you know, we changed the ratio uh, one year because of him. And, and kind of the depth we had at the Canadian running back when we had the likes of Malik Irons and also uh, Jackson Bennett. So uh, what goes into it, uh, they both have different skill sets. I'd say Sean Thomas Erlington has a little bit more receiving skills uh, in there. However, Don does a great job of catching the ball. It's just a different skill set. And I think um, I'd say Don's a little bit more elusive while, while Erlington is a little more, more fall forward. Um, more of a you know a decisive cutback runner. As far as what goes into it, uh, they both know they're going to play, and at this point in the season, they kind of know the majority of the time what plays they're going to be going to be running. So, and, and also sometimes it doesn't work out that way. You got to feed the hot hand. Sure. Yeah. Game time. Game time decision. In game decisions. The. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's very interesting. Don Jackson, we've seen a few times. I feel like have some have some really impressive patience in his runs in, in a few games waiting for blocks to develop even downfield sort of getting behind uh downfield linemen and then I've always said Sean Thomas Erlington like you said coach he's a fall forward guy you think he's going to get tackled and then there's three more yards somehow that come out of you know you know really nothing so two great uh two great uh tools to have in the offensive kit the coach the Labor Day Classic is coming up here um the timing, the end of the four games and five with Toronto, uh, always the timing of, of in the, being in the middle of the season. Um, is this, are you happy that the Labor Day classes, Classic is your next game? I guess some would argue, you know, maybe the Ticats didn't play their best game. And, and do you want to go into that, you know, into that Labor Day after this la- this loss against Toronto? Or you could argue maybe it's perfect timing for a big game and uh, a, a way to jumpstart uh, the rest of the season. Well, from the sports entertainment value, you're always looking forward to the Labor Day Classic game. This is one that you you always have circled. And if you don't have it circled, you're always aware of the timing of it. Anyways, um, you know, as a coach and as a player, Luke, you know that you're it, – it, it is the next game. It really is. And the fun part about it is just the historic, the tradition, you know, all those type of things about it. And, and you don't – you enjoy that you embrace those type of things. And so the timing is perfect. And I mean that with all sincerity because it's our next game and 
uh, it's against Toronto and everybody gets excited about it before, you know, all the kids and everybody go back to school. And um, it's just, shoot, it's the Labor Day Classic and they don't call it a classic for no reason. So um, the timing is just fine. It's it's never moved on the schedule. We knew where it was at. And, you know, whether we were eight and three or three and eight, uh, it, the timing would be great. Coach, there's a phrase that I have always bought into as a player, and it seems true to me still uh, uh, being in an analyst and, and color commentating role. And that is, and I give, I give this to Joe Montana, but I don't know if he's, I don't know if he, I don't know if Joe Montana originated this, but that's where I first came in contact with it. And that is the classic saying, what it takes to win is simple, but not easy. And in my mind, that, that pushes the, the, the onus onto execution. Like we all know what we need to do. It's true in life too. Like we know the right thing to do. It's just, it's, it's, it's definable. It's just not easy to do that all the time. And, and in football is the same. And so, you know, when you're uh, talking about losing a game, is it a failure to execute always? Or is it, is it harder to define sometimes? Is that, is that phrase maybe not true when you're thinking back to a game like this past Friday, where it's a floating group of variables as to why a win didn't come your way? Uh, yeah, that's a great question, Luke. And I would say that that answer is always going to vary a little bit. And specifically, I mean that anytime something doesn't go, you know, the way that I envisioned it, whether I was a player or not, the first thing I'm doing is I'm looking at myself. Was I prepared enough for the situation? And what can I do different? You know, and football is such a team sport, but it's a bunch of individuals making up that team. So, um, you know, I think the first thing we, first of all, you've heard me say this many times that the perfect game has never been played and the perfect game has never been coached. So you can strive for it, but it's not going to happen. None of us ever got a grade sheet back in, in a football game and it was 100%. And that's the same for coaching. And so within that, you've heard me say this many times or equally as many times that it is a game of mistakes. Uh, let's, let's be the team that makes the least amount and let's not make them repeated. Now, sometimes the challenge with that, Luke, is is that you have injuries. And so, you know, just use, you know, player X jumps offside on offense, defense, or special teams. And then you plug somebody else in there and they jump offside. Well, it's the same penalty, but it's a different person. And, you know, maybe it's a drop here or there, whether it's an interception or a reception. Mm. You know, maybe it's a, a missed throw. And it's just... You, you, you're not going to have a quarterback that goes 40 for 40. You're not going to have a running back that gains positive yards on every play. And so it does come down to execution because that's really what wins. Plays don't win. Players win. And, you know, some calls are better than other calls, but not every call is a great call. And some, some things that look like great calls are because players make great plays. And that's the game of football. You know, if – you know, I can I can remember, you know, on, and, on, and I always use your references. And the cool thing is, I'm not making it up. But you know, I always I did. I always respected your game, and I'll never forget the the go ahead touchdown, over the shoulder catch, East final in Ottawa. He just made an unbelievable catch, and there was a penalty on the play. Well, that's going to go down as a 50 something yard touchdown reception from Mazzoli and Tommy Condell with an amazing play call. But it was a Luke Tasker catch, and that's the truth. 
That's really the truth. And the players that make those plays, Stephen Dunbar on that highlight reel catch, sure, you got to give him a ball as a quarterback. And you have to call the play in order for him to throw it. But without the catch, we're not talking about it. And so that's my long-winded answer, but to give you some framework of why I do think it does come down to execution. I love it. That uh, that game was by far my favorite football game ever that we did not end up winning. Was that was that? Yeah. It was one of the best games I've, I was ever part of that that we lost, and that was actually not my best play in the game. My best play in that game was throwing a forty yard pass to Andy Fantuz early on. That, yeah. I'll never I, that, that forever is my favorite football play. Um, That's awesome. Okay, Coach, it's the Labor Day Classic weekend. Is your family coming? What 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 are you looking forward to the absolute most of this storied game? I just like the timing to start a little bit sooner. Yeah. A little bit <laughs> sooner. You don't, have, you don't have to wait. It's really that. Is there, you wake up, is there time to clean the car for a, for a 1 p.m. Uh, Labor Day game or no? There's always time for the car <laughs> clean, Nuke. There's always time. <laughs> that is good. I know I need to do that. It's been too many game days since I've uh, cleaned my car. Uh, Coach, I appreciate your time. The Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is presented by Turkster Lumber. Check out the project coaches at Turkster Lumber. They can help with any part of your home reno, from designing your deck to ordering a new front door. Learn more at turksterlumber.com. Also, send your fan questions for Coach on next week's Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Send those to gameday at ticats.ca. Coach, looking forward to it. The Labor Day Classic. My family's coming up. We are RJ and I will be in the booth calling the game, and we can't wait to uh, to kick off. Hey, we're looking uh, forward to it just as much. And uh, tell the family and RJ hello. Will do. Thanks, Coach. Okay, thanks, Luke. Monday, Tim Hortons Field. WeatherTech is pleased to present Tim Hicks. Labor Day Classic will feature a special halftime concert performance featuring award-winning country artist Tim Hicks. Presented by WeatherTech, Tim Hicks. Halftime on Labor Day in the Hammer. Hey!